Hi, I'm Todd Nathanson. And I'm Lena Morgan. And this is Song vs. Song. Once again, we are going back to the 80s with a big... Oh, geez, I don't know what you call exactly this genre. Is it synth pop? Alternative? 80s industrial? Kind of? Uh, I feel like industrial is more like Nine Inch Nails and stuff like that in ministry. But what we are doing this week for the podcast, we are uh, doing Blue Monday by New Order versus Enjoy the Silence by Depeche Mode. And uh, this is a real tight one. We've gotten some uh, <coughs> contentious uh, responses in the comments, but we have a special guest in our, uh, in our studio today in the zoom studio. Please introduce yourself, sir. Hello everyone. My name is Joe Quazala. I am a comedian and host of my own podcast about the rock and roll hall of fame called who cares about the rock hall. Yes. You, uh, invited me on, uh, last week where we talked about the, uh, induct well, a couple weeks now, the whole induction has happened. Yes, it has. You saw the whole thing. I didn't realize you were like actually going to go. You saw, I went, yeah, it's like you you saw Todd Rundgren himself and Kraftwerk. The, the one, yeah, the, the you're naming all the people that I did not see. <laughs> oh wow, I I don't see. I don't really care about the Rock Hall of Fame, so I don't know who was there. Those are famously like Todd Rundgren was being real cranky about how he wasn't going to show up, and Kraftwerk. I s- still don't know if they know that they got inducted, but they were <laughs> not there. But Paul McCartney said some stuff about uh about Dave Grohl. He 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 pulled a bit of a Madonna. He talked about yeah. himself a lot. He was like, we're just exactly the same. And I was like, yeah, are you? It felt like Paul McCartney did not know anything about the Foo Fighters. Uh, uh, <laughs> his whole speech yes. was just like, well, you know, when I left the Beatles, I did an album where I just, you know, I did all the parts myself. And then when Dave was done, you know, Nirvana ended tragically. And then he did an album where he did all the parts himself. So... Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> <the Foo Fighters. laughs> like that was a, he didn't really like, I don't think he could, he could not. I mean, like very few people probably could tell you every member of the Foo Fighters, but Paul McCartney certainly couldn't tell you more than two. Yes, but he did say Pat Smear, and that's really all that matters to me. <laughs> Paul McCartney saying Pat Smear. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Sir yeah, Paul. They have a, they have a bit of a history because of uh, Cut Me Some Slack, the uh, mm-hmm. Paul McCartney Nirvana uh, collaboration. Yes, I, indeed. Very I, don't know that. I just, I just feel like Paul McCartney peaked when he did the theme song to the video game Destiny. Personally, anyway, and that's that no, I'm not sure. That's, a, that's, that's that wasn't sincere. I don't. I just realized that my my joking voice and my not joking voice are the same voice. Uh, anyway, All how right. about the, how about songs that have nothing to do with Sir Paul McCartney? Although, if you want to link <laughs> New Order. I, I feel like back we could. Paul McCartney, feel free. I mean, everything goes back to the Beatles, so I'm sure we could. But this is a, that one would be a bit of a reach, yes. Uh, for the record, I would categorize this genre as post-punk or new wave. Post-punk, yeah, that was the other one I was searching for, new wave. But yeah. like by 1988, I feel like it's not being called new wave anymore. And this, we're we're kind of straddling both sides of the that divide when new wave became alternative, and then alternative became something else. Very shortly after, right, right, uh, enjoy right. the silence. Yeah, I forget that. Yeah, enjoy the silence. You know, technically, that's like bordering on the on the '90s, which is kind of crazy to think no, about. No, that, that, that's literally the '90s. Yeah, that's on the other side of the '80s '90s divide. Although the '90s don't really start till about midway through 1991. Yeah, it was like recorded in '89 and released in in '90. So it's yeah, truly right right there. All right. Well, I was talking to my esteemed co-host here. And I was told something I didn't realize, which is my co-host here is not really into either of these bands. 
Mm. Which is, you know, pretty surprising mm. me because we went pretty hard when we did like um, The Cure versus The Smiths. Yep, sure did. It seems like if you are into any one of those four bands, you would have to be into all of them. I would think so. I am. This was set up for you because you said you were totally into the post-punk thing. Absolutely. And I've been waiting to die. I've been waiting to do this one for a long time. So we're going to put it to you right now. You have to pick one and only one. Mm-hmm. That is the superior song. Oh, Which is it going to be? Blue Monday or Depeche Mode? It is hard. It is really, really difficult. These are two... Like I would put these up like among like the greatest songs of all time. And they both like have a bunch of hooks within mm-hmm. the songs, which I really appreciate a song that like will have a hook that just kind of comes out of nowhere and isn't necessarily the chorus. Um, listen, blue Monday is uh, one of the, I think it's the highest selling like 12 inch single of all time. Yeah. And that alone I also, you got to give it up for Blue Monday because they did this weird little cutout where the single itself looks like a floppy disk and it cost, it cost them money. It was so expensive to make that, that selling a single technically cost them money. And then it ended up being, <laughs> it was the highest selling single, but then that just meant So like, they lost money. Yes, so they just kept losing, they losing kept more losing money. money. And so you got to give it up for that. But ultimately I think the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. And I think the sum of its parts are also greater with Enjoy the Silence. I think the the vocals, listen, Bernard Sumner's uh, vocals are not the best, uh, you know, with New Order. And like, I love that band, but like when you compare, when you're comparing vocals and you're talking about Dave Gahan, like, I'm sorry, but it, it's got to go to Depeche Mode. And yeah, I just, it evokes something. Uh, it like it stirs me emo- more emotionally. Enjoy the silence does. Whereas like Blue Monday is a song that like listen. I don't go to the club, but if I did, <laughs> uh, I would. And like they played Blue Monday, I would be able to like dance to that song for like ninety hours. So it's it's mm-hmm. hard, but like I think the emotional component and like the ride that Enjoy the Silence takes you on is gonna tip the scales to Enjoy the Silence for me. Well, let me say this: wow, you are how, the guy. How does it feel? well words are really unnecessary here so i can only do harm yes you're the the rock hall of fame critic guy let me ask you this how does it feel to know that new order are not in the rock hall of fame does that seem strange to you it's it's they're one of the biggest snubs without question to me they are up there in like the top five if not like i would maybe give them I would maybe give them the top slot. You could convince me to. There's a few people jockeying for that that slot, but yeah, and they need to go in with Joy Division to like fully capture what they were, obviously, and especially when it's Joy Division slash New Order, it's like the case for Rock Hall induction is as solid as you can get for anybody. Well, I was thinking about it. I was like, that really surprised me. I, I wouldn't have looked if I did, if you weren't the guy you were having on this week. <laughs> of course not. And I, was would like, you? I was like, I was like, Depeche Motor in, right? Yeah, they got in last year, last right? Last year, yeah. They're not a great year to be inducted into the Rock Hall of Fame. I know. Year. We were deprived of a Depeche Mode performance, which would have been really cool. Um, but the hall has been very slow to recognize this kind of genre that we're talking about, the British post-punk 
And really, if they were to do it chronologically, uh, mm-hmm. it, Joy Division, Joy Division would have been first. first yeah. yeah. Uh, but we finally got the cure in 2019, and then we got Depeche Mode in 2020. And really, the like you you alluded to already, the next two to and like the last two kind of of this very specific subgenre, it's going to be Joy mm-hmm. Division, New Order, and The Smiths. Well, I I feel like The Smiths are not in yet for a very obvious reason. Well, it's gotten more obvious uh, more recently. You know, it's it, we're maybe letting things cool off a little bit before we induct, uh, you know, Nazi sympathizer good Morrissey. St- <laughs> good old Stephen Patrick M- Morrissey. Yeah. And, and I was like, well, why isn't New Order in? Because now that they've started moving on like the... I mean, these are like the most critically beloved bands of the 80s, basically. Like once you there aren't many like classic rock friendly bands from the 80s. You got your Springsteens and your U2s and your R.E.M.s. But after that, like you kind of diverge between like the Rolling Stone crowd and the hipster crowd. Yeah, that's the transition that the hall is kind of in. And I guess with seeing the Cure and Depeche Mode in, we're we're past that point because the hall was always, if not directly linked Mm-hmm. peripherally linked to Rolling Stone. So those bands that you mentioned, like U2 and Springsteen and R.E.M., like those all got in immediately because they they kind of fit the bill for what the voter would, would respond to. Mm-hmm. And it just took some time, but now we're there. And I'm, you know, I go to the induction every year and I am very excited to see New Order play. And then, fingers crossed, if there's a Smiths reunion, I mean, that is <laughs> that is asking for a lot. But if that happens, that would be, you know, a one-of-a-kind event. You know, New Order were the bigger thing quicker than, I mean, these are two songs that are very chronologically separated. Like, New Order had mm-hmm. their biggest song early. It's like their first song. Versus uh, Depeche Mode, who were were like nine years deep into their career when they hit their peak. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. So, like, chronologically, New Order should probably have been in first. And I was thinking, was like, well, why haven't they done it yet? And they just inducted Kraftwerk. Yeah, and I right. think, I think New Order was just like a tiny bit too electronica e than Depeche Mode were. Depeche Mode were like a a rock band, even though they were like dark gothy band. Yeah, and especially the the Violator era, like with Enjoy the Silence, like <laughs> you know that mm-hmm. has got a uh, guitar riff in it. Like when they started to incorporate guitars, ding, and like, ding, ding. yeah, and Personal Jesus too. It's like when they really started to like like you said, peak, they were incorporating mm-hmm. more rock-friendly sounds. And you think about someone like Nine Inch Nails, who was also inducted in 2020. Similar thing. It's it's electronic, but also there is a strong like rock and even hard rock element to it that is an easier in for the kind of mainstream rock fan. Like you said it right, uh, right away, this was a 12-inch single, which is, you know, the long single. Yeah. That's that's practically a dance mix at that point. And you said, you know, like, I'd go to a club to listen to Blue Monday versus I don't know where you, I enjoy the silence feels to me. You could have it at like, the club, but it's yeah, it's something that's that's more that's more sad in a dark room with your headphones on. Yeah, kind of or kind a, of a, sound. a goth club, you know, uh, if, if we're I, I'm told of- they those exist. I'm sure they existed in the late 80s, early 90s, but. I've never seen one. I've never been to one. I, I've had friends who've gone to goth clubs, so I know they exist. But I'm, I'm fairly certain that there's only one correct way to listen to that Depeche Mode song, and that is walking the countryside while wearing a crown on your head. <laughs> <laughs> yes, with it's, in very specifically want, grainy footage. Yes, I got to tell you, I just I, my 
inclination had been to just spend an hour clowning on that music video. That was, <laughs> that was my every like I was like, oh right, because I'd completely forgotten about that video, and I was like, boy, that's just I don't know that that's really a video for for the twenty twenties. I had a a friend show me a a picture of one of their friends at a Halloween this year, and they were dressed as a king carrying a chair. Incredible. I was like, that's pre- <laughs> that's pretty clever. That's great. Anton Corbin. Uh, yeah, he's, he's the guy who directed all of Depeche Mode's videos, which mm-hmm. uh, kind of tying it back into this, uh, the first feature that Anton Corbin directed was a movie called Control, which was about Joy oh, Vision. He directed Control. I didn't. Yeah. Wow. This is a, a full circle. Mm-hmm. I, I saw Control, but I don't really remember anything about it. And I saw Anton Corbin's George Clooney movie, but I didn't like that one the, at all. The American? Yeah. No, that was... <laughs> It's it's very much a, a movie made by a music video director, let's say. Flashy. But I, I do feel like Enjoy the Silence and Depeche Mode are more like a rock band kind of song. Like New Order never really became like that kind of rock star kind of thing, even as they were like the biggest band in the UK by like 1990 or something like that. They had a singer, but not really a front man. Like you wouldn't really know what they looked like. Were they even in their own videos? I've seen a couple of New Order videos and they just don't. The, the the eye just kind of repels from Bernie Sumner and <laughs> yeah, you know, he was, he was like the default singer, you know, yeah. after Ian killed himself, it was, they forged on and, you know, he had been, he just kind of stepped up, you know, Phil Collins style uh, from, from the shadows took over the, I, I apologize for comparing uh, <laughs> Bernard Sumner to Phil Collins, but you know, similar thing of like already in the band, then they become the singer and, you know, it's one, one of the reasons that I stated for not picking this song is like the I the vocals fit perfectly. But like if I just have to nitpick, if I'm forced to nitpick songs that I love, then, mm-hmm. you know, his his vocals just yeah, they're they're not they're not impressive. And he's not an impressive, like you said, front man figure, especially in comparison to, to Ian. Uh, well, I was uh, just, you know, doing a tiny bit of research before we came on here. and I was looking at the enjoy the silence live and. Gahan's Gahan, excuse me, mm-hmm. is up there shirtless, like, uh, uh, like, yeah, rock hard abs. One of the great front men, you know, he he really puts on a show, and he and he, yeah. I mean, he puts on a show when he puts on a show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That shirt is off, and he is uh, he's letting them see it. I remember watching their behind the music way back in the day when VH1 was still airing those, mm-hmm. and I remember like this got to a point in like right around this era, the Enjoy the Silence era, and onward where. Dave Gahan was like really up on being the rock star with the, you know, shades and models and cars and shit like that. And all the other members of the band are like, do you, do you realize that you're in Depeche mode? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Cause this, uh, these songs and violator, the album came out like right before grunge uh, took over. Mm-hmm. And so this is like the last gasp of like what, alternative music was before alt rock was so heavily associated with Nirvana and bands like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And you see for the next album and some of the videos that they do, uh, Dave like kind of affects a Chris Cornell look. He has like really long hair and like a, like a goatee beard kind of thing going on. You know, it's weird. They both persisted at least a a decent few years into the nineties. They were still like a couple of the biggest bands in the world. Yeah. Which you wouldn't think, you would not think. And I like those uh, uh, songs of faith and devotion, or at least that's 
Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what's the new order one? Republic. It's got regret on there. That's a good song. Yeah, they 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 did both. Uh, you know, they were able to keep keep it going both in terms of commercial success and like music that is really really still very solid. All right, uh, I've been kind of dancing around this. For me, it's Blue Monday all the way, all the way. Like, oh boy, this is going to get me kicked out of the uh, out of the the guild. But I, I don't really like Depeche Mode, honestly. I've gotten more into them as I've grown older. But when I first started, I was like, I don't like this at all. Like, I don't know. I had talked about them the same way I would talk about like whiny emo bands that were okay. around at the time, like Simple Plan. And I was like, and I just like hear their stuff and it would just sound really forced and contrived to me. Like, what's a very unnecessary? Like, Man. think that God's got a sick sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get that. I do think that they have some songs that like I'm rolling my eyes a little bit. <laughs> Uh, and like, they have some really dirgy songs that are, you know, like, like blasphemous rumors yeah. is, is kind of, you know, almost stereotypically like hysteric, like comically sad. And like <laughs> some, and some of their songs are very, like, you have to be like in a, in a mood to just like be introspective and like lose yourself. But, um, I think their highs, their peaks, and I think enjoy the silence is one of them is mm-hmm. so high, you know, cause it's so melodic, it's not dirgy and it is so, I just think it's so full of life and it like, this is the type of song, you know, and personal Jesus as well. They show up mm-hmm. in a lot of movie trailers because they do they, cause Boy. they make you feel something instantly. Yeah. I, well, I, you, I, well, you say that, but that, you know, uh, what, what jumps out to me when I was going back and forth between the two songs was, the fact that New Order still has the stank of Wonder Woman 1984 on them. <laughs> like truly, I, I, I know. It, it really, I found myself going, why, when I'm listening to Blue Monday, I'm feeling absolutely nothing but frustration. <laughs> and I think that the reason for that genuinely is that Wonder Woman 1984 is the worst superhero movie of recent memory for me. Mm, and maybe I, one of the worst ones of all time for my money. I absolutely despise that movie so much that it had an impact on the way that I hear the song for a little while. You are not the only person who said that in the comments. Well, because it's not just the, it's not just that the song is in the trailer, but the trailer is set to the song. Like, like the motions and like her deflecting like bullets with her wristbands or whatever. It's like, boom, 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 boom. Like it is, it's almost like, the movie could have been called based on the trailer, Wonder Woman colon Blue Monday. Blue Monday. I mean, well, that was a very blue day watching that <laughs> For movie. For all of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas. But yeah, no, uh, I mean, I, I think that that really has had an impact on me going back. Like every time I hear the song, it's still the first thing I think of. Well, a lot of people said, it was like, oh, Blue Monday, what song is that? Oh, it's that song that every movie plays to establish that it is the 80s. The 19, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was looking up on song facts, like, what movies has this been in? Like, Ready Player One, Behaving Badly, Walking Tall, Not Another Teen Movie, The Wedding Singer, like, the the American Horror Story season that was set in the 80s. Like, just all is like, whenever they want to just establish a period, it's always that beat, you know. And, and it was in yeah. that episode of Charmed, where one of the, the Charmed ladies is a man. <laughs> Don't forget about that one. I have no idea what you're talking about. So Charmed is a TV show. <laughs> no, okay. No, <laughs> we know Charmed. Charmed has a post-punk theme. It has How Soon Is Now by The Smiths. Although I think it's a that, cover. 
Yeah, it is. But wait, actually, actually is it? I, don't, I, I just know that the song is the song. Anyway, yes, it's it's an interesting fact that, that Charmed is now connected for some reason to this era of music. Charmed also, another thing that's just ruining an era of music single-handedly. <laughs> well, I feel like Blue Monday, you know, it came first. We would not have so much without without it because it was like a, a first of its kind, whatever its kind is. It's something very different from Joy Division, and you can't. It's something very different from Kraftwerk. It's something a lot more, uh, I guess, accessible than Kraftwerk, and a lot more, uh, I don't know, electronic than Joy Division and, ever and was. And it's got that beat. It's got that dance beat that you know Kraftwerk never really had. You can dance to Kraftwerk, but it wasn't meant to be dance music the way it feels like Blue Monday is. Yeah, and it's got that you know. I feel yeah. like Blue, Blue Monday passes the Beavis and Butthead test. Which was that? Would they um, headbang to it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. It just, uh, that's a fact for me. Just yeah. like it, 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 it shares a throne with uh, Sonny and Cheers. I got you, babe. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy the Silence has that guitar line. And Blue Monday's big thing is the beat, the bass line and the beat. Do, 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 do. And that's just like an, a, just an absolute killer right away. You can maybe argue that it doesn't really build on that, but I'd argue that it doesn't really have to. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why I think it can, it can go on for 90 hours. Because it's <laughs> yeah. just, you know, it's like this relentless, and it doesn't need to build. It stays at that thing. So there's, you know, enjoy the silence. It's like it, there's a whole thing that it goes through, and when it's over, it, it's over. But oh, They said they... Um, I think it was either Sumner or Hook said they kind of stole it from a Donna Summer song. Probably I Feel the, Love. It was called Our Love, but it's still a, you know, it's still a Georgia Marauder. Right. It's just like some random B-side. But Marauder is basically the first EDM guy. And I feel like a lot of comments we got was like, Blue Monday doesn't really feel like a full song, like a finished song. It's like, well, that's because you're not EDM people, obviously. <laughs> not that I am either, but like, New Order is just like just rock enough that I can get into it. So yeah. now I want to know how much Blue Monday appears on TikTok. Ooh, that's Why? a good that's a good question. A, a, a place where incomplete songs go to live. Well, I mean, Blue Monday is different in, in that it's like eight minutes long. Yeah, but you it's can see somebody take. But the thing is, like you said, it's it's very repetitious. You you mm-hmm. once you get that one chunk, once you get that one beat. You, you, you pretty much know what you're in for. Like it's an infectious yeah. beat that it can go for 20 million years. But like, yeah. I bet you, I, I mean, I, you know, again, as somebody in their forties, I, I can't answer that question because I am too old and I, therefore not allowed to be on TikTok. Um, <laughs> or apologies. But I, I would, I would suspect that perhaps it's, uh, it's used a lot. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I could see I that know. too. Um, do you guys remember the, the band Orgy? Oh yes. man, that's... I was just, this is my coming of age during this. Yeah. I mean, that's, I have to admit that's the first time I heard the song because same. Yeah. It was like a hit with this band orgy and they played on the radio and I, you know, was probably 12 or Mm -hmm. something. And like, yeah, I didn't, I, and I was in America. So I definitely like, I didn't know about new order. Uh, and I heard this song that I assumed was new by uh, one of the great bands of all time, Orgy. And I was like, this, <laughs> this, <laughs> this song rips, you know? That's actually a good cover. I remember a lot, like I was just learning how to be a snob at the time and all of the snobs hated the new metal shit. And mm-hmm. I was like, 
and they were like, they ruined the the good song New Order because you know all the people I were talking to online were super hipsters, yeah, yeah who yeah. are like super into New Order, and I was like, yeah, this is bad because I am being taught to hate new metal. But actually, I went back to it. I was like, this is, like, this is a good cover. This is this is good. I yeah. What's the know, what's the worst cover of Enjoy the Silence? Is it is it Tori Amos? I did not go. I've never liked Tori Amos's covers of anything, so I did not bother to. Every, well, you know, she did a she did a Cure cover that I thought you know I've, we may have even talked about this on the podcast before, where um, my buddy said if you ha- if you if you go through a breakup, I'm going to give you this mix CD. This really shows you how old this was. This breakup story. Yeah. Um, he's like, here's a mix CD. If you can get through the first three songs without uh, dying, then you're going to be okay. And he included this this Cure cover by Tori Amos, and it is brutally sad. Uh, and what's Which, interesting about the Tori cover is that it's sort of the original intention of the song, right? Like when they first put this song together, it was meant to be just like this very slow piano track, and then it became where mm-hmm. it ultimately wound up. Uh, hmm. But I have to say, listening to the Tori track made me go, Good choice, not doing it that way. <laughs> well, you know, I've heard Violator called the best mixed CD or mix, best mixed album of all time. And even like me not being super into Depeche Mode, like, God, everything sounds absolutely fantastic on that album. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I feel like slow covers of anything on there is just going to miss the point. I feel like, you know, the new metal people who are all into Depeche Mode, like Marilyn Manson and Linkin Park, they have a better handle on what Depeche Mode were about than uh, than Tori does. Well, our, our boy Mike Shinoda from Linkin Park remixed mm-hmm. uh, Enjoy the Silence in 2004. I don't know. There's another band I was like resistant to that I've had to teach myself to like Linkin Park for the exact same reasons, honestly. But you know, it's interesting. You talk about the thing being, uh, you talk about this this album being so perfect, uh, at, at mm-hmm. least from the mix mix concerned. But what's interesting, you know, I'm the, I know the phrase "perfect being the enemy of a good" has a specific meaning. But in this case, what I think is sort of interesting between these two songs is that Blue Monday is imperfect because they fucked up using whatever it was using the emulator one when they were sampling mm-hmm. stuff. So the melodies out of sync and that accident works for that song and makes mm-hmm. it better, which is interesting. Yeah. Like that's the thing where like an accident actually improved the song, which I find to be really fascinating. I was, you know, doing looking up stuff about this song and they were, there was a mention of like a truly, truly terrible performance they did of this song on top of the pops. Mm. Yeah. And Top of the, you, you're not supposed to be able to fuck up your appearance on top of the pops because it's right, all lip sync. Right, because they just played the song. Right. How is it? What, tell us. Well, they they <laughs> insisted on doing it live. We're like, we're bigger than you, top of the pops. We do it the way we do it. Interesting. Yes, and they, they did said, it. They said, fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> and they did perform it live. And something fucked up. It sounds terrible. It sounds oh. absolutely terrible. Bernard Sumner is up there looking absolutely horrified and miserable. And uh, Jillian and uh, the other person on the keyboard, they're like, why does it sound like this? And they uploaded it up to their YouTube page and it has like nothing but upvotes. And the New Order crew, they just absolutely love that 
they had the guts to go out there and do it, perform it badly, and then still upload it to the YouTube. I like that. I go ahead. Boy, by the <laughs> yeah, way, well, I was and talk- that's the thing. It's it's so int- this this thing about stuff being perfect, right? Can sometimes yeah. be an enemy to the to the ear. You know, it's like uh, it's the reason why uh, if you listen to something like to put something in terms of music, I I know a little better uh, into the mm-hmm. Great Wide Open. When Tom Petty would do stuff with Jeff Lynne independently, it would sound pretty good. But when they would bring in the Heartbreakers, it doesn't quite work. That album is not as much of a success as a lot of their other records are because it sounds too perfect. It sounds too clean. Mm -hmm. Uh, And sometimes that can actually work against a song because sometimes it kind of bothers the ear that there is no imperfection. It sounds wrong. Sterile. Because it sounds so right. Yeah, exactly. I would would definitely not call Depeche Mode sterile. No, that's true. Sometimes. Although, you know, we were talking about uh, Depeche Mode being the rock stars versus New Order. I, I do kind of enjoy seeing, like, late period New Order with Peter Hook up there on his base with his leather jacket. And it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, oh, Peter Hook is a fun guy. A fun guy who is probably impossible to live with. But he's a like character. They, like, if they do get into the, into the Rock Hall of Fame, are they going to reunite? No, I don't think so. Oh, the, Peter Peter Hook's been asked this question pretty directly, and he's he's pretty uh, firm about it. Um, but I wonder if the like joy division of it all would maybe you know strike some chords in terms of sentimentality. Uh, but I, if I were a betting man, I'd say he would not he would not participate in a reunion. What, what what's the deal there? I, I know they were like at odds all the time, but I've never been quite clear like what exactly is the issue. He's just are they just on each other's nerves? I or? think it was money. I think, you know, I think it came down to some sort of like money. As far as I recall, like the royalties and that kind of shit, that seems to be, uh, you know, a common offender when it uh, comes to bands and their uh, issues. But well, let me ask you this. I got a couple comments about people saying like, I know what I feel about this and this, but like, there are many New Order songs or Depeche Mode songs we could put it against each other, and oh, they yeah. would, uh, it would be hard to pick. Mm-hmm. So, do you think uh, these are their two most signature songs? They've got the most plays on Spotify at the very least. Well, that's a good metric. What would you say is their best songs? I mean, are, are it could very well be these two songs again? I mean, for me, like it, it kind of doesn't get better than Bizarre Love Triangle uh, for New Order. Like that song mm-hmm. is just. Oh man. Now that's something, whereas like if you, if blue Monday is kind of robotic, I think bizarre love triangle has some emotion in it and, you know, Mm -hmm. has some, has the, the feeling that you might say blue Monday lacks, although, you know, part of the appeal of blue Monday, like we said, is it's like a, it's like a March, a never ending March, but man, I think bizarre love triangle is just such, such a good song. Yeah. And I will, I, I would actually disagree about Bernard Sumner not being a, a good singer because I At do that song on- karaoke, and <laughs> I I really enjoy doing that when I enjoy doing Bernie Sumner's uh, not quite perfect voice. Yeah, and maybe on Blue Monday, I, I mean, it's not the most uh, you yeah. know, it's not a vocal uh, vocal workout to, to say the least. But I yeah yeah I, yeah you know I know all the little kids of the '80s with their eyeliner angsted their little hearts out to uh, Depeche Mode. I can't really imagine anyone doing that to Blue Monday. Like, it's not really a more direct emotional kind of song. Like, you could, I guess, maybe I can think about it, but, like, I have to really stretch my mind mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. imagine that kind of person. 
but I, I can imagine maybe like True Faith. Maybe you can. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's a, well, there are other tracks off of off of uh, Substance that are that are really solid. I actually um, was going to say I don't know that I would say it's their best song, but I have a real fondness for Temptation. Mm-hmm. That's remind me where, how does that one go? Uh, Up, down, turn around, please don't let me touch the ground. Yeah, that one. That song rules. Yeah, yeah. For me, that it'll one be really, yeah, love that, triangle also. That and Bizarre Love Triangle are probably the two songs from New Order that have always really. Stuck out to me. Bizarre mm-hmm. Love Triangle in particular because I remember being a, a child of that era and, you know, and growing up in the the, the tri-state area. And Z100 used to play that song all the time. Very weird to think of Z100, which is like, you know, I mean, I guess it's the, you know, it's just the, the or it was the modern music station. So, like, I, I don't mm-hmm. think anybody thinks of them. Like, I think, I think you hear whatever, when you hear that radio station, you hear whatever it is that they were playing when you were a kid. And it was that song for me. Like it was that, and they mm-hmm. played like "Should I Stay or Should I Go." All the, like mm-hmm. those two songs, I feel like they would play like one right after the other, like every hour. It was wild. Good time to be alive, listening to Z One Hundred. Hell yeah! You know, it's weird. I, I just moved out to L.A. and like their normal variety station, you know, Bob FM or Jack FM or Dave FM, or whatever yeah. it is out here. It's very different out here. They play a lot of '80s synth pop. Yes, like, they do. Not just like not just like the the obvious because not just your don't you forget about me. It's like, I mean, I was singing blasphemous rumors earlier and I, cause I heard it on the radio on Jack, just now. On Jack FM. Yeah. Yeah. It's, the Jack FM out here is like pretty good. Actually, you know, yeah, the, those put, stations can be pretty bad, but I think the LA one is, uh, it's pretty solid. Are you, are you LA based also? I am. Yeah. So I know, I mean, I know <laughs> the radio stations in, in LA very well. I, I am a, uh, I'm a yeah, terrestrial the, radio listener for sure. Yeah. That was the big shock out here for me. Like the variety stations are actually pretty decent. Yeah, and I would recommend 88.5 KCSN. That's like probably the best radio station in I will check that out. Yeah, Um, and I want to give a shout out to, uh, if we're talking about New Order songs, you know, they famously did not put any of their singles on their albums. Uh, Mm -hmm. So a lot of the songs that we know and love are not on their albums, but, including Blue Monday. Including Blue yeah. Monday, yeah. And, but one of the great album tracks that should have been a single, uh, which is a song that you put on, and I think any any party will, uh, it'll light up the room, is Age of Consent. Ding, 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 ding. Absolute ding, ding, ding. banger. Yeah, that's, bit, that's also become kind of a movie soundtrack cliche, I feel like. Yeah. I'm, I'm, right. I'm down for it, though, still. <laughs> My favorite, actually, I think my favorite New Order song, and I'm not sure if this counts because it is such an oddity in their catalog, is their theme song to the 1990 World Cup, World in Motion. Huh, okay. Like, I don't know, I got really into soccer over the last few years, so I was like, a soccer song? And it's by New Order of all fucking bands? Interesting. It's really good. It's really, really good. So what's your favorite Depeche Mode then? Ooh, that's, you know, Enjoy the Silence is definitely, like, in contention. Like, I would be, you know, if you you said that, I would be absolutely not surprised. I mean, that seems to be most people's favorite, like, even if it's the obvious pick. Yeah, it's, I think it's a, it's a contest between that and Personal Jesus, which is another song. Uh, The other obvious pick. Man, but it's a reason they're obvious, because there is, sometimes songs are just, great <laughs> you know <laughs> and that's why they're popular because they just they're achieving something you know remarkable policy of truth the other the other big one from violator is mine honestly 
Like, yeah. that's, uh, I think pretty head and shoulders above those two, honestly. Oh, interesting. I yeah. Think. I mean, that's, I mean, man, you can't go wrong with that album and, and those songs in particular are just really, really good. Uh, I think wrong might be up there also just cause it's funny. Wrong. <laughs> And you, you know, g- give a shout out to uh, you know, it's 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 a different era, almost different band, but like just can't mm-hmm. get enough from from the early Vince Clark years. Yeah, uh, you know that's just the all time feel good, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the their their big hit that everyone knows, but it is like just so on Depeche Mode. Yeah, they don't really I, play it. It was written by a guy who left the band pretty soon after. Yeah, they're Ian, I guess. With except he's alive, but sure. Like he left and then the band became something completely different. Yes. Although he left under much more peaceful terms. Thank God. Lena, you want to uh, set us off? I think we're ready for. Uh, you want to do the questions? It's questions yes, time. I think, we're t- I think it's questions time. All right. Questions time. Right. Questions time. Time to do questions time. Expl- we do, uh, yeah. we, we do four questions. <laughs> okay. So the, 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 the pitch is we ask, you know, after we mm-hmm. bullshit for 10 million years, we ask four questions that sort of, you know, hopefully uh, pare everything down. Try to try to make some actual sense out of the nonsense that we've just talked for a while. Uh, so, mm-hmm. the, the you know, reasonable stuff. The first question uh, is that uh, one of these songs is going to go away forever. Like Sandlot style. Forever. And one of them no! is going to stay. <laughs> one of them is going to stay. One will remain in the memory of humankind. Which one, Joe, for the culture, must remain? Oh, my God. I mean, like, Blue Monday has to stay. I mean, even if my personal choice is that uh, enjoy this. Your own personal (laughs) choice. Yeah, I get to keep personal (laughs) Jesus and enjoy the silence leaves. But, like, and so that's kind of like a lateral move for Depeche Mode. But, like, there's kind of nothing else quite like... uh, blue Monday. And it's, it's, it is just so important. And, you know, then I won't get the song by orgy. I'm holding a tragedy. <laughs> so well, I, I think you got to hold on to blue Monday. Here's my concern. Uh, though you say that what's going to happen to that guy who dressed up like a King and carried around a chair for Halloween. <laughs> Haven't you That's thought true. about that guy? <laughs> you know, that guy maybe never leaves the castle, <laughs> which maybe is a better scenario. Ultimately. Yeah. All right. Okay. I mean, like, Blue Monday, like the gap in chronology, I think just kind of levels it to Blue Monday. It's like arguably without Blue Monday, we wouldn't even have Enjoy the Silence. You Who could knows? say that. You could say that. I mean, I could. I might be wrong, but. Well, but all right. Tr- tr- truly, what would be the song? I feel like this is this is the big question. Mm-hmm. If you if we lose Blue Monday, what becomes the song that we so we know we're in the 80s forever? What become what takes it over? What takes that top spot? I mean, I don't know because it's like there's there's kind of two versions of that, right? There's like the cool version, which was Blue Monday, and then there's also the lame version, which is like what you guys did uh, recently, which is like wake me up before you Whoa. go. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah, different, different. You know, are you trying to establish that it's the '80s and you have some cred, or are you trying to establish that it's the '80s and it's what people are actually listening to? Yeah, that's a tough one. I don't know. It's like, was, there is just no song like Blue Monday. It's like a, a Cure song, a Smith song, a Susie and the Banshee song. It's like none of these really work. I got the answer right here. Are you ready? What? It is. It's, it's, it's Sweet Dreams. That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like yeah, that. That's the answer. That's... You, if, you ta- if, if there is no Blue Monday, it's Sweet Dreams. Unquestionably in my mind. 
That's that is correct. Actually, that is correct. And it's a it's a nice midpoint between the two because people were listening to Sweet Dreams, but it's also like that cold, dark, mm-hmm. icy synth pop kind of deal. Yeah, it's a so. little bit earlier, but yeah, I mean, like that's if it's if it's not Blue Monday, it's got to be. And also, you know, they, once again, like that, there's your Marilyn Manson connect, that's right? Good. Yeah, another guy that loves like a lot of these these artists. You know, Marilyn Manson loves the '80s. Yeah, Tainted Love comes to mind. Yeah, yeah. God, what a good time for music. <laughs> yeah, it's <was> fun. <laughs> anyway, all right. Question number two. Uh, you could be a fly on the wall. You can experience soup to nuts, everything, including the music video video in one case for this one. Uh, just kind of actually just find out every little detail, every little nook and cranny, everything that people think they know, you'll know for sure about one and only one of these two songs, which is the one that you want to know everything about. I think I want to know about the creation of Enjoy the Silence and the Violator album, you know, through the extension of just because you, you get a lot of interesting players involved. You get the producer Flood, who, who I, I want to, you know, he's like a, you know, iconic record producer. And, you know, you get to kind of see a bunch of the parts come together. Right. Because there's a lot of, you know, there's the guitar part, but then there's, you know, the synths and then there's the vocals and like you get to see it all. Whereas like <laughs> Blue Monday, it almost feels like it's done behind a computer. It does. It like does. how that exciting is that? On the other hand, I think uh, either Hook or Sumner said that it's like, yeah, we wrote that when we were all high out of our minds on LSD. And I was like, that might be a little interesting to watch. Yeah, but yeah. I think the third person perspective, like you're not high and you're watching other people be high. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, that's 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 worst. Worst. Who said that I wasn't high? Okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, the fly gets yeah. to have a little bit of acid. Yes. <laughs> I I will say that I think it's funny knowing that um on Blue Monday when they were learning how to use the emulator one, mm-hmm. um, that there was I guess a period of time when Bernard and Steven were spending hours, quote, recording farts. That's amazing. That's just an amazing fact, and it makes me think, oh, that's right. Everybody is eternally 12 years old. All, Hell yeah. <laughs> all people Hell are, yeah. are, some part of them are always 12 years old, because that's, nothing sums up being a 12-year-old like like tape recording your own farts, right? That's that's what it is. It's beautiful. All right, let me, let me say this. Blue Monday was kind of taken, kind of ripped off from a Donna Summer song called Our Love. Our Love on the Bad Girls album leads directly into the song Lucky, which sounds like nothing but farts. It is an entirely <laughs> fart-powered song by Donna Summer. Thank you, Georgia Marauder. Like, I, I really don't know how to describe it. It sounds like farts. So if that if they were indeed inspired by Donna Summer, that might be where the flatulence comes from and recording farts all day when you're new, new order. Yes, Just now, I, now I understand from whence the stench came. Uh, all right. Yeah. Do, I don't know. That seems, feel? that feels like it, that feels like an even <laughs> Steven, honestly, I feel like that could go either way. All right. Question yeah. number three. This is an interesting one. I think for, mm-hmm. for, for, for us, um, Megan, the stallion, you know, her, you love her. You like her posts mm-hmm. on the gram. She's going to get up to some hot girl shit. It's cold out and dark out where I'm living, but you know what? Megan, the stallion doesn't mm-hmm. give a fuck. doesn't matter what time of year it is. She's got to get up to hot girl shit. That's what she does. She's going to do it by listening to one and only one of these two songs. Which one, now and forever, is Hot Girl Shit? I mean, it's got to fucking be Blue Monday, right? It has (laughs) to be. Like, this is an easy one. Yeah. You can can twerk to Blue Monday. You might have to do it a little slow. 
No, actually, not even slow. Yeah. No, it would be a steady, right. steady pace. Yeah. All right. Get on it, Meg. <laughs> Twerk to Monday. I actually yeah. feel like Megan. Yeah. Megan <laughs> the Stallion is going to show up to my house and, and, and beat the crap out of me for demanding that she twerked <laughs> anything. But, you know, anyway, yeah, I think that's yeah. obvious. All right. Now it's time for the yeah, most important th- question. You the most important the question. In that no, way. You can't. You can't. You're right. Okay. Most important question, not just of uh, this podcast, but uh, of all questions, period, throughout history. William Shatner, uh, a thespian, man about town, sp- now space oddity. Uh, <laughs> he's going to do a William Shatner version of oh, one God. and only one of these two songs for all, for all history, for all time. Which of these two songs must be shat upon? This is tough. I want to say there, and this might not be true, but I want to say there are more lyrics to enjoy the silence, which you get, you might just get more turns of phrase to hear Shatner do. Whereas like, I think blue Monday, it's, it's a lot of the the same. I mean, they would both be really good, but getting to hear Shatner be like, words are very unnecessary. Like that's, (laughs) I can't, I mean, I think I'll go with enjoy the silence. I think it has to be enjoy the silence just for the five seconds of silence. And then <laughs> Shatner going, enjoy the silence. <laughs> yeah. He would really tear that shit up. That would be yeah. great. I want to just make one valiant effort in favor of Blue Monday. And it is mm-hmm. thus. What if he's saying, how does it feel? Yes. To treat me like you do to George Takei. <laughs> I've, I see a ship in the harbor. <laughs> I'm yeah, just putting it out there. Yes, there. yes, he they're sees the ship good. in the harbor, and it's and it's the USS Excelsior. That's for Star Trek. Now. Yes, goodness. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> wow, wow, wow. I, but yeah, I mean, like, I'm just putting it out there that, like, if there's the component that he's he is performing it for an audience of George Takei, considering the fact that they now and forever yeah. will snipe at each other until they're both in the grave. I do believe that that right. kind of makes me, you know, if I'm putting historical context in as a factor, I might, I might find myself leaning towards Blue Monday. But otherwise, I think you're right about Enjoy the Silence. Uh, I have a friend who's like a super music person, like knows everything. And he came up with an entire, uh, I think a list of 50 songs where the title was the last lyric of the song. And naturally, like, because it's a ranked list, Enjoy the silence was number two. <laughs> Can you guess what number one was? Oh, Can you gosh. think of any songs? That yeah, I mean, like, that's not thing I think I've ever thought of before, but like, hmm. I didn't think of this one, but like number three or number four or something was Anything Anything by Dramarama. Oh, and like, then they just kind of repeated at the end. Yeah, they repeated. He, he said he, he said that counted. But number one was another of, another of the bands we talked about earlier today. It is. Just like heaven. Oh, yeah. Yeah. that was a really great list. I, I think he listens to this podcast sometimes. So I got to say, yeah, that was an awesome list, bro. Um, if I can yeah, uh, maybe, should, I, I, tweet, tweet that list, I, if, if your friend is yeah, on Twitter, I hope that they will. And then you retweet it, Todd, because I definitely want to check it out. Yeah. Um, just I took a quick glance at the uh, the actual like lyrics and of both these songs and how repetitive they are. And if you can believe it, actually enjoy the silence is more repetitive 
there's really only two verses beyond the chorus, whereas Blue Monday has more words and way more verses. So maybe you want to give Shatner Blue Monday. Just, uh-huh. I, I want to amend, amend what I said. I want to amend what I said. Wow. wow. Uh, hold on, I got to check this out now. Because I, I for, for me, in my mind, Blue Monday is just how does it feel over well, and over Then you again. have, I thought yeah. I was mistaken. And then those who came before me, and then I still find it so hard. I see a ship in the harbor. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you start to repeat. Uh, but I think you still have new ones with like, I thought I told you to leave me. And while I walk down to the beach, yeah. while I walk Whereas, down to the beach, you could the put silence. a lot of drama in that. Actually, yeah. like, I think maybe I was uh, underestimating it. Just co- talking it like it was just a dance song. There's some, there's some stuff here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I, I guess what you were saying about Sumner just kind of burying his vocals on that one, I didn't, didn't quite register to me. But it's like, yeah, I was like, I thought I told you to leave me. It wasn't for your misfortunes. I'd be a heavenly person today. But yeah, you could you could get some real pathos out of that, especially if you are a trained actor like yep. William Shatner. A thespian. Are, are, yes. All right. So I, I'm going to say I feel like based on the questions, as of right now, mm-hmm. Blue Monday is pulling ahead a little bit. Now let's, well, take, we'll, let, let's, let's take it to the comments. All right. The comments. Matthew Blackwood writes... This is a real Sophie's choice. Sophie being a girl with excess eyeliner, physics-defying hair, and a jacket with rolled-up sleeves. It's like, yes, that is the particular Sophie this time around. Like, by the way, this one was a tight one. This one was really, really tight. In fact, we got a few people saying they voted on this one just to make it tighter because this was, like, (laughs) neck and neck. Let's see. Jeff writes... The deciding factor should be the comparison of the trailer core covers used for Ghost in the Shell versus Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> Did, another wonderful movie. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> everyone loves Ghost in the Shell. Can't go the anywhere Scarlett without Johansson. The Scarlett Johan- the, where Charles Johansson plays a robot and a tree is my understanding. I, I don't remember. That movie washed right over me. Much like the original did. Although that's not a very popular opinion. It's All fine. Right, I own it on 4K UHD because I'm troubled, but yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Jacob Ajelson writes, Blue Monday sounds like the band is inventing these sounds as they're playing them, by which I mean it all sounds extremely primitive, like caveman electronics, which is part of the song's appeal. But then you listen to Enjoy the Silence and remember, oh yeah, this is what a finished song looks like, which is exactly what you said. I no, think not not far from how I how I feel. M. Bresnahan writes, anyone else think it was always pronounced Depeche mode like no. Apache, but with a D instead of an A? No, no one. <laughs> Absolutely no one. I hate to put someone in a uh, complete uh, uh, box there, but they're by themselves. I mean, no, it's, ex- it's exciting to be able to have a thing that's completely your own. So, yeah, I will say this. I'm going to pronounce it like. I Do, have been go glassy, happy, empty. E. Yeah. <laughs> I've Sorry. been criticized for de- for pronouncing it de- Depeche Mode, whereas a lot of people pronounce it Depeche Mode. Do you know what I'm saying? I've, I've never heard Depeche Mode. It's always Depeche Mode. Thank you. I yeah. Oh, but yeah, this I, is like this is a real like Taco Bell versus Taco Bell hmm, type of situation. Actually, actually, now that I think about it, in the Venture Brothers, they pronounce it Depeche Mode. It's subtle, but like there is a definitely a difference. And 
I don't know. Yeah, I remember like the monarch was arguing that the guy from Depeche Mode must be gay. And Dr. Girlfriend was like, no, I saw a thing about it on the VH1. It's like, but he's the guy from Depeche Mode. It's burned into my brain. These are some great impressions, by the way, Todd. I was really really taken away. (laughs) Took us on a journey. Wow. All right. Stephen O'Neill writes, my only experience with Blue Monday was my roommate and me playing it once on Rock Band, after which he actively apologized because, quote, that song is way more boring than I remembered. Uh, I love Rock Band. This song sounds like it'd be a really boring, repetitive song on Rock Band. It would definitely be a slog. No, that's a, that, that song's all bass line, and bass is the worst instrument on rock band. So, all right. Noah Henderson writes, I hope to one day be stoned enough for the lines, words are very unnecessary, they can only do harm, to sound meaningful and true to me and not like some fake, deep, self-important bullshit that someone wrote in high school. Oh, thank you. I, I, <laughs> I'd be such the only one on this, I thought. Like, it's a very unpopular opinion. I'm going to get my license revoked from the music critic world because I said I didn't like Depeche Mode. Like, I, I, I've i gotten in more into Depeche Mode as I've gotten older. People always like to remind me I said that once 10 years ago. All right. We have one last thing that we do at the end of the show. We must announce a winner. Oh, goodness. Before I announce it, let me ask, who do you think pulled it out? I mean... It's, it did seem like we, we were we were making arguments earlier that like it seems like Blue Monday's pulling ahead. But those comments, mm-hmm. comments kind of I feel like took it back towards enjoy the silence. Um, mm. I have to, even though my personal choice is enjoy the silence, I think maybe if I had to guess, I would say the winner is going to be Blue Monday. All right. I concur. I think it's going to be Blue Monday. Okay. For a total of 341 to 351. Mere 10 vote difference. The answer, the winner, is enjoy the silence. Whoa! Whoa! I think that's great. The the more, com- oh, I mean, it, it certainly I, does I, feel like a more complete song. I So I agree with that assessment if that's the direction we're going in. Yeah. If that's I mean, that why it wins. That was so tight. That was so, t- I think that may be the tightest one we've ever had. I mean, I, I feel like I say that a lot and we never bother to write these down. We should, there are a couple, there are a couple the that are like, I think within five votes, it, it does happen occasionally, but that was very tight. And I truly didn't know. Usually I cheat and look, but I didn't, I didn't cheat and look this time. <laughs> and you could tell cause I was wrong. I really had no clue. I had no idea which way this one was going to go. This is the most even matchup we've ever had. Oh, but I, you know, enjoy the victory Depeche mode. So, <laughs> All right. I want to thank all our viewers for sitting through us and listening to us ramble for an hour like you guys do every couple of weeks. Uh, if you want to support us, we uh, have a Patreon. You can uh, toss us a dollar there. And not only will you get uh, to know that we appreciate your money, you will also get our bonus episodes this month. We've already put it out. Usually we wait, but we've already put it out. You guys made us watch Dear Evan Hansen and we reviewed it. <laughs> We had some thoughts and we had some feelings, believe it or not. For 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 posterity, Todd made me watch Dear Evan Hansen. There was there's no there was no listenership of Psalm versus Psalm that made that happen. <laughs> I just want to be very clear about that. But it is a good I will say I think it's one of our best bonus episodes. So if if you were looking for a time to 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 throw in a dollar, now's a good time to do it. 
<laughs> and if you can't do that, just give us a nice review somewhere and tell your friends about us. Thank you so much. Oh, before we go, get ready for our next episode. And uh, this one's just for me, basically. But I've been waiting to do this one for a long time. We are okay. finally doing Crisscross's Jump versus House of Pain's Jump Around. Ooh, that's oh. good. <laughs> the jump oh, off. That's going to a be true a true jump bl- off. That's going to be a bloodbath. A bloodbath. <laughs> but they're such similar songs. It's two songs with the same hook. Well, we'll see. Like, maybe we will make the case that House of Pain is wiggity wiggity whack. Who knows? All right. See you next time, everybody. Thank you so much. Oh, uh, Joe, you want to plug your uh, stuff real quick? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe K, Joe K, Instagram at Joe Qua. And my podcast, again, is all about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But really, if you listen to this show and you like music, uh, I think you will find much to enjoy because that's really what is at the heart of our show. Who cares about the Rock Hall, which you can find wherever you find your podcast. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Uh, We'll catch you later. Bye. Bye.